White Sox Weekly, the Chicago baseball conversation on the new flagship home of the Sox, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly on the air, 720 WGN, the beat to follow with you till 7. Mark Carmen and Harry Tynowitz wishing you a very happy holiday season. Harry, good afternoon. We got a big White Sox Weekly today. Kelly Wunsch, you're, uh, one of your heroes, I would say, is going to join the show. And one of the new White Sox, James McCann, is going to be with us at 435. Yeah, um, uh, you know, something uh, old and something new. And then we need uh, something borrowed. Maybe that'll be Bryce Harper. Or a Manny Machado. We'll see what's going on here. I, I'm reading uh, about both, obviously. Manny Machado... White Sox are in there along with the New York Yankees and the Philadelphia Phillies. 26 years old, potential cornerstone Manny Machado. And he apparently wants to be a Yankee. That's been his lifelong dream to be a New York Yankee. A ton of reports about that. Joel Sherman in the New York Post, one of those reports. But also saying that the Yankees might not quite have the dough that the White Sox have or that the Phillies have. So the Sox actually might be offering Machado, excuse me, more money, but we won't find out until 2019, sometime in January. We're going to have to wait, Harry. We need patience. Which is why I really think there's a chance Bryce Harper could still come here. Everybody's got him wearing Dodger blue, but Scott Boris, the history in Bryce Harper is a Scott Boris client, lucky him. Scott Boris will direct his clients not to where they have the best chance to win a ring, uh, you know, for their wife and kids to thrive in the community. Scott Boris's history is, I got you more money than anybody else. Take the money. That's his history, and the White Sox are in the position to give the most money. They absolutely are, and they also offer the greatest city. They offer... Ever, ever. Greatest city in the world. They offer the greatest radio station. We have done this topic before, but I almost feel like we could do it every week until this decision is made, in case these guys are listening. There are a million reasons to come to the city of Chicago, which, by the way, apparently nowadays, it's not even cold in the wintertime. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, unbelievable. It's like Miami it? out here. I no, mean, I was on the beach today in my tank top. Yeah. Only two citations, uh, but it was, uh, it's been beautiful. Yeah, I was up in Galena this week, took a little. Oh, it's by a grandfather clock when you were up there antiquing. There, there is a, a lot of antique love out there. I, we, mm-hmm. I, I walk through some antique shops. It's not quite really my uh, cup of tea, Harry. No. But I do like looking at the stuff. I just don't know like what's valuable, what's not. And I guess it really doesn't matter Would you want that in your house or no. That should really be the, the whole thing. But the, the point is, Harry, yes. that uh, you know when you go to Galena this time of year, you're supposed to go skiing at good old Chestnut Mountain. That's what you do in Galena in the wintertime. There's no real snow. It's all man-made. You're skiing on a sheet of ice. I felt like I was, uh, you know, Jonathan Taze up there trying to navigate my way down the mountain. Well, as, I, as talented of a skier as I am, very, 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 very athletic here. Have I ever told you that I'm very athletic? Are you king of the bunny hill? Pretty much, yeah. Although I, I hit some some mid-range. I, I believe it's, you know, Moser. Porter Moser of your uh, Lo- uh, Loyola. Yeah, that was that was uh, one of the one of the runs. But uh, yeah, so regardless, uh, we got a beautiful weather scene here, even in the winter time now. Yeah, and 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 the fact that a team that lost a hundred games last year could be enticing the largest you know uh, salaried player in the history of the sport is kind of crazy. But that's what's going on. You're going to get to. These guys know what's coming as far as the minor leagues. They also know that the White Sox, even if... Eli's coming. Sure. 
even if they sign Manny and or Bryce, even both, they're still... They're, <laughs> Let's not get greedy. Well, why not? There's still m- plenty of money to play with here. Yeah. So you have incredibly talented farm system on the way. Mm-hmm. You've got financial flexibility. You've got a manager that everyone respects. You've got a front office who was bold enough to go into this rebuild. So obviously you're hoping that there's a connection, you would think, sitting down with Rick Hahn and company. I would assume that's going on. You have a wild card first draft pick, the fourth guy taken overall, who could possibly get up to the bigs this season. Sure. I, well, that would be a little aggressive, but you, but just throw Possible? throw Nick Madrigal and everybody else in there as far as the talent that is coming. And uh, yeah, you get to play. In one of the greatest cities. Yeah, and, and, and even with the guys coming up here, even with Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease and Dane Dunning, you're still the guy, Bryce Harper. Don't, don't you, you can be the guy. Johan Moncada, we've only seen flashes of his brilliance. We know he's lightning fast. He makes the sparkling play and then doesn't come up with the routine play. I'm looking for consistency out of Moncada, and he is just going to blossom at some point. Let's remind you during the holiday season to give the gift of White Sox baseball this holiday season. Holiday packs are on sale now, and they start at just $35. Each order includes ticket vouchers redeemable for 76 home games in 2019, along with an exclusive White Sox elf on the shelf ornament, which is sweet. For more information and to purchase your holiday packs, visit WhiteSox.com today. Right. Now, Ed Farmer would tell you some dreams just don't come true. But you ever dream of being a White Sox player? Now's your chance. Attend the Chicago White Sox Fantasy Camp in Glendale, Arizona, January 13th to the 19th, and be treated like a pro. For camp info, call 623-302-5002 or sign up via WhiteSox.com. New, uh, let's see here, Kerry, as we as we get set here. Kelly Wunsch hopefully will be joining the show in about five minutes. Uh, and also, uh, the White Sox, White Sox were busy this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, James McCann, who's going to uh, help out with the catching situation here, of course, uh, some 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 movement behind the plate. But uh, James McCann is going to be with us at four. 35 they signed a one-year two and a half million dollar deal the former tiger the former tiger and you know omar narvaez has moved along uh, and kevin smith was also claimed off waivers by the los angeles angels uh in october so it's, it's going to be a different catching situation hopefully wellington castillo will stay on the field all season as well so these are going to be your two uh catchers this year now you're a big basketball guy do you know what james mccann has in common with bobby portis james mccann and bobby portis you have to help me out on that one they're both razorbacks they're both razorbacks it's a very interesting way to tie those two together. Well, that's the only way I could tie them together. But why did Bobby Portis pop in your head? Because James McCann's a Razorback. And I okay. was thinking, like, what bowl? What bowl would be a Razorback? Yeah, and there's a big one. Mm. Favorite Arkansas Razorback basketball players? I'm going to go with Sid Moncrief. Oh, Sidney Moncrief played for the Bucks a long time. Good old number? 
four. Look at you. Come on, Sir Sid. He says he's, he's on the A Star is Born poster. I mean, I've seen him my entire life. Sidney <laughs> <laughs> right. Moncrief was a great player. He was. He was. Uh, Paul Pressey on those teams? The, the, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane? Paul Pressey and uh, Ricky Pierce. Uh, and they had some good guards. Craig Hodges was on that team. Mm-hmm. He had a Jack Sigma in the middle, a big burly Jack Paul Jack Sigma from Illinois Westland. This is a fascinating right turn. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's take Let's take a quick time it's out. That's what we do, man. That's what we do, man. All right. White Sox Weekly till 5. Newest Sox catcher coming up. And uh, Kelly Wunsch as well. Harry Tynowitz, Mark Carmen with you on 720 WGN. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. What a nice holiday. Sentimental moment in time, 418. Aren't you just thrilled you're listening to 720 WGN when you get that beautiful bump bang music there, Harry Tynowitz? I feel better. I don't know if you do, but I do. Well, you know, not only was he a uh, specialist out of the bullpen, but the dude could croon. And when we did our um, uh, special night uh, comic relief pitchers, when uh, Spike and I did that, we raised a ton of money for White Sox charities. The White Sox charities are just awesome. Kelly Warnes was the only guy that said, you know what? Instead of writing me jokes, why don't I just write a parody song? And he wrote it to that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome to 720 WGN. Kelly, thanks for taking time. You bet, man. How you guys? How you guys doing? We are doing good, Wunchy. Seems like just yesterday you were going to the Hill uh, every day, getting the Sox into the playoffs, a playoffs that did not end well uh, against the Mariners, but we thought it's Christmas time. <laughs> you better bring that up right away, huh? Well, let's just get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. How's everything down there in Aggie land? Have they, uh, has your statue gone up in front of the Aggie Stadium yet? Oh yeah, I told you about that the other night. We're uh, we're still working on uh, nailing down an artist and uh, you know location for it. I'll, I'll let you know when it's going up. Yeah, though. The, the, t- the school hasn't put one. He just he's making one, and then he's going to bring it there in the middle of the night and just set it up, Carm. <laughs> um, it's going to be great. I'm going to use wood and plaster and all kinds of good stuff. It'll it'll be it'll it'll be fantastic. Kelly, before we get into some baseball talk here, maybe relive some White Sox memories, I would like to ask you, what what is the relationship with you and Harry? I've been seeing or hearing you on the radio with Harry way back in the day. Every time Harry comes into the studio, he's always like, you want to get Kelly Wunsch on today? I mean, it's literally a... a <laughs> can, you, can you just talk about the bond that you and Harry developed while you were playing for the Sox? I, I have pictures that, uh, uh, that he... he doesn't want anybody to find out about uh-huh. and yeah no uh harry is uh he's been one of the nicest guys that uh, that i met in chicago ah. one of the most one of the most fun guys to be on the radio with i mean makes me laugh and uh i don't know i, I guess that's that's how it started. <laughs> See, I just want—I just wanted to make Harry uncomfortable so we could hear just people saying nice things about him. And he just kind of would have to <laughs> see. Look, that was very nice. Well, well here's... you know, it's—it's it, it, you know, as being a uh, situational reliever, being a uh, a young middle reliever in the game, there's not a whole lot of interest in what you do by media or anybody. But Harry, uh, Harry jumped all over it and was uh, it was was a good friend of me, and um, yeah. That's, uh, that's 
how it went. Well, let's go back to the other one now, Harry. Why were you so interested in Kelly? Uh, because <laughs> once he was told he wasn't going to be able to play in the majors, and he just kept laughing in the faces of all these you know guys that were telling him that. Went to Central America. He, uh, by the way, he uh, is tied for a, a record most strikeouts in an inning. How many guys did you strike out in one inning, Kelly? I got five. Five in guys in one inning. How about that? How hard is that to do when you only get three outs? Two drop third strikes. <laughs> and so, you know, that, that's what gets you in the Hall of Fame. But, but once he was so dedicated, he came to camp back in the day when nobody had a jersey like, you know, in the 60s. And they said, okay, we want you to break camp with the Sox. He appreciated every day that he got to be in the bigs and he was just such he embraced the fans he embraced his teammates and you know Canerco would hit a three run homer and say how about Wunsch getting that guy out with two outs in the, in the top of the sixth that's what won the game for us beloved by his teammates and just uh, you know a treat of an individual well, Kelly when you look back can you give like a top three or maybe just a favorite memory that just uh, always pops in your head about being a White Sox not, not about me right good, good clarification <laughs> Man, I, you know, I sit there and I think back. There's some pictures in my house. Uh, I, I remember right after we won, after we clinched the division championship, sitting there holding one of those great big brick phones, giving an interview. I got my wife, Jessica, standing next to me. Uh, that was kind of a highlight. Um, yeah. You know, my, my debut at Ranger Stadium, pitching in Fenway. I mean, you know, obviously there's a whole lot of other little things that um, – that were notable that we can't talk about on the radio, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, you know, there, there wasn't, you know, me being kind of an everyday guy. Um, it was less of individual moments as it was kind of a, um, sort of a, a whole culmination of the whole thing. It's just, you know, thinking back about just, Going to work every day and and knowing uh, knowing that I'm show up to the ballpark and it's a very high possibility that I'm gonna get to play. It's just uh, it's a lot of fun. What to do it in front of thirty thousand cra- people is uh, is not a bad way to make a living. Yeah, what a crazy life. I'm I, I'm so jealous of everybody who's ever gotten to do it, Kelly. So I'm just sitting here just and I and I have such appreciation for everyone's journey that actually made it to the majors or the NBA, or the NFL, or whatever. It, it, it's just so hard to get there, so I always want to just give the respect. And once she was in that bullpen with, you know, Folky and with Howie and, um, you know, they they were just uh, they were just all, like, you know, fun personalities. They would, um, you know, enjoy themselves. Sean Lowe, you know, dancing to, um, uh, what was the song he danced to? Uh, uh, chicken... Um, I don't remember. Come on, they play it, uh, uh, Chicken Joe, uh, and also, hey, you know, you're Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe, thank you. Um, one of your former White Sox teammates, Chicken Joe. <laughs> one of your former White Sox teammates is going in the Hall of Fame, Harold Baines. How about that? I just heard about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, would yeah, you um, go ahead? No, I was just gonna say that. Uh, Alongside of Cotton Eye Joe and 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 Harold Baines, uh, you know, people there's like there's different guys that don't get a, enough respect. And now in baseball, middle relievers are starting games are being you you know the, it's so much now the starters almost like being diminished, and the relievers are 
more and more are the guys getting key outs and, and guys are rethinking the game. I mean, when you see the way the bullpens are being used nowadays, do you do you like it? Do you think do you think it will have staying power? Or do you think this is sort of a phase? Um, no, I, I think it's I, I definitely think it's a trend that won't get reversed. I mean, I think every now and again you're going to have the outliers that uh, get the ball and are going to hang on to it. I'm talking about starting pitchers are going to get the ball and hang on to it until their arm falls off. But uh, that's clearly the way the game is going, especially with all the statistical analysis where the managers are looking and saying, okay, well, he's, he's way less effective the, the second time to the lineup, the third time to the lineup. Um, I don't know that I love it. I wish that I had played in that era. That meaning I would have gotten to pitch a lot more innings at any given time. I mean, hell, I would have loved to have started a game and been in there for five innings or something like that. But, uh, um, I, I think that's. I, I think it's the way it's going. I, I I love to see that that relievers are, you know, especially middle relievers are getting a lot more notoriety and and you know, getting to getting to hang out there uh, a lot more often. I don't like seeing starters who are cruising getting pulled early in the game just because of statistical stuff. To me, that that makes it all of a sudden you're in a situation where you don't have to be professional. Uh, uh, of any type in baseball to manage. I mean, it's like fantasy baseball. You're just looking at numbers, and to me, that's that's disappointing to see that stuff start to happen. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't mind how the the, the roles are kind of getting blurred. I, I think that's actually, in, in a way, it's kind of cool. Once you were you were on the team for that uh, big brawl with the Tigers, correct, Mundo? Yes, I was. That's yes, some. Pe- I was. Some people consider that the, the the greatest fight in the history of the White Sox. I just remember. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? I, I remember uh, Fick, that jerk Fick uh, from the uh, Tigers, <laughs> and I remember Dean Palmer uh, jumping on parquet. What What do you remember yep. about that Tigers fight? So, I mean, aside from it starting, and of course, it was. Uh, I remember it was still one of those kind of it was still pretty cold because you know down in the bullpen we have to make the mad sprint all the way across the outfield and i you know i vaguely remember feeling it in my hamstrings as i'm running out there going i hope i don't pull a hammy on the way out to this and uh then we got um there was a uh uh I remember Bill Seamus had had been in the mix, like closer to second base, and then somehow he ended up getting chased by three or four guys out towards center field. He was like, he was running away from guys because he had found himself in a bad situation. And uh, Sean Lowe and I peeled off that direction to try to help him out. And Fick was the uh, was the first person was the one closest to Seamus, and uh, Sean hit him low. I hit him high. And uh, <laughs> it was one of those things, and thank God it ended up not being shown up on uh, video. I would have gotten suspended, I'm sure. But uh, I ended up on top of Thick, and he was face down on the ground with his hands kind of pinned down, down by his waist. And he kept trying to uh, kept trying to pick his head up, and I got to just had my hand on the back of his head. He lifted up about six inches, and I'd smash it back down into <laughs> the grass. Busted his Oakleys up and everything like that, but uh, and the whole time I'm doing it, I'm I'm gritting my teeth and just waiting for the kick that I'm about to get from one of uh, uh, six teammates. I was thinking for sure where I was going to get kicked, but somehow it didn't happen. 
Bill Seamus is now the AAA Dodgers coach at Oklahoma yeah. City. Is that the You're thing? kidding me. No, that's what he's doing. So it's, that's oh, what it says right God. here. Good old number 41, Billy Seamus. Uh, will, yeah, man. Will we see you at Sax Fest? Dude, man. Uh-huh. Will we see you at Sax Fest? Uh, you'll see me there. Somebody invite me. I love Sox Fest. Well, we can we can make a call. We'll, see if we can't get that taken care of. We'll get to upper management. We'll get him. We'll get Jerry on the phone right now, Kelly. <laughs> I, I'm 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 telling you, I'd, I'd make it in a heartbeat. It's been forever since I've been up Chicago, and it's uh, it's almost almost sad. Um, we keep talking about making a trip up there, and you know, I have two boys now. One's a junior in high school, and wow. one's an eighth grader. And uh, and they have yet to see a game at whatever it's called, guaranteed rate now. Um, well, they uh, my my oldest has actually been there, but he's been in the uh, in the daycare. Right, they got a lot of guys now. They've called up that are in the daycare temporarily. We're we're we're. we're <laughs> We're sending this tape to uh, upper management, Kelly. We're getting this done. Wunchy, you're awesome. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully we'll see you at SaxFest. We uh, owe the people a news update. I guess, Kelly, we just lost him off the phone. All right. Oh, he took it personally. All right, quick. <laughs> That's We have a mission now. Get Kelly Wunsch yes, back to the White right. Sox for a moment. And uh, learn all about James McCann. All that coming up. Uh, James McCann, newest uh, White Sox catcher, is next after the news on 720 WGN. A 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1 White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. 720 WGN White Sox Weekly indeed. And the White Sox have a new catcher. And he joins us now on White Sox Weekly. James McCann, longtime Detroit Tiger, now Moving uh, a little south, James. This is—I'm uh, assuming going into your offseason, you did not think this would be the case that you'd end up playing with the White Sox. But uh, the baseball world has spun, and, and now you're in Chicago. Which uh, congratulations, and great to have you. Thank you very much. You know, uh, everything happens for a reason, and I, I couldn't be more excited to join the uh, the White Sox organization. So, what was your view of the Sox uh, competing against them? You know, for so many years now, and. Uh, Sox and the Tigers have always had a, a pretty entertaining rivalry. You know, I, coming up, uh, I, I was lucky enough to come up with the Tigers when uh, we went on that uh, four-year-in-a-row uh, AL Central title streak. Um, and then, you know, I, I got to to face the, the Chris Sales and the Quintanas and, um, you know, see Abreu during his rookie year and, and all that. And then, uh, we, you know, the Tigers and, and the White Sox kind of went on a, a similar path as far as the rebuild. Um, but you look at the prospects that, uh, that the White Sox have gotten and, and they're already in the big leagues and now they're starting to, to make names for themselves. Um, I think the, the White Sox are, are a little bit ahead as, as far as the, their rebuild goes, um, you know, seeing that young talent uh, find its way to, to the major leagues. And you will be asked to uh, take a young staff under your wings. Now, Ivan Nova comes over from the Pirates, and if he, he, of course, he's been around for a while. But, you know, what do you see in, in Carlos Rodon, in, in Giolito, and in Lopez? What do you see in these guys that you get a little excited about guiding them to the next level? There's there's a lot of talent uh, in, in just those three guys, and, and I'm sure there's there's other guys, but being having faced them as hitters and and being able to step in the box and have that approach, 
and now being able to, to, to catch them and, and tell them, hey, this is what hitters are seeing, this is what we're talking about in the opposing dugout, I think that's going to give them, uh, you know, have a big benefit for them to, to understand what a, a hitter sees from, from their perspective as well as, you know, a catcher or a coach from, from your own team. James, what's your strategy just connecting with the new pitcher? I mean, you, you go through this all the time on your own team. Different guys get traded or somebody comes up, and you got to build that rapport. How do you go about it from you know your world where these guys, you want them, obviously, you want to feel like you're on the same team? Well, the the big thing is is catching them. That there's nothing that, that replaces that. You gotta we well, gotta work together and sit in a bullpen. Um, obviously, you know that's where you start to see what their pitches do and and where they command the ball the best. Whether it's a, you know to the glove side or the arm side and uh, what they may struggle with, what they want to work on. Um, but then again, there, there's nothing that really compares to actually getting in the game and you know having runners in scoring position and. You know them throwing a, a slider in the dirt and me blocking it, and them starting to have faith and knowing they can, you know, let one go, and, and I'm going to keep it in front of me. Or, you know, that uh, th- there's nothing that really replaces that that in-game uh, relationship. But then the other thing too is is off the field. Um, you know, going to dinner with guys and and getting to know each other off the field and their families and and uh, you know developing that trust is is the most important thing. That, that still goes on in baseball. Guys actually go to dinner. I feel like everybody. <laughs> I feel like everyone goes for real. It goes their separate ways. They're all in their separate instagrams and twitter or whatever but that so that actually happens oh yeah especially on the road you know when you're at home it's uh it's a little bit tougher because you got families you got wives and kids and, and guys want to spend the, the limited time they have you know with them but once you're on the road um you know you get into a city after a day game it, it's pretty much get to a hotel and, and get a group of guys and go have a meal somewhere and um, you know you have off days on the road together and if you don't have a fa- your family there you're you know getting together with a couple guys and and you know, whether you're going to the mall or going to see a movie or you know just grabbing a bite to eat, you you you're. I mean, these are your best friends for the next six months. Now, what about getting to know the pitching coach? Because the Sox have a pitching coach that's been here for about seventy-two years, and Don Cooper. <laughs> have you ever had a chance to uh, visit with Coop? Well, I've had. I have two two things. One, uh, Mike Telfrey. Uh, you know, I caught him in Detroit, and uh-huh. then he went over to Chicago the following year. Uh, and talking to him, he's he's had nothing but good things to say about him. And then uh, actually the other day when I went to Chicago for my physical, um, he called Herm Schneider, uh, or actually Herm called him uh, because we live in the same uh, same area in the off season here, just south of Nashville. Uh, so I talked to him on the phone um, briefly, and as a matter of fact, uh, Herm ripped the phone out of my hand and said he can't keep talking to you. We got to get get going on your physical. Uh huh. Uh huh. Man's man's got business to take care of. He's just going to move ahead. That's that's Herm. He's he's all business. Um, because you caught guys like Scherzer and guys like Verlander, does that uh, make pitchers respect you more? You know, I I don't know that 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 makes guys respect me per se. Um, I you know I go into every situation uh, that I want to earn earn guys respect. I, I don't necessarily want to to precede me. Um, you know, it makes it easier when when guys look at uh, who I've caught and, and what I've learned from different guys, and they can respect that. But at the same time, uh, you know, re- respect for a certain person isn't isn't given. You have to earn that respect. Take me through the uh, life real quick here, James, of a major league ball player. You get when you find out from Detroit that they're they're not going to offer you a contract, and then do you get a call from say Rick Hahn or is it your agent? Like how how does the whole process go down with you ending up in Chicago? You know, uh, it was the the deadline to offer a contract was November thirtieth, and uh, it was within within the hour after the deadline. Uh, Chicago uh, was on the phone with with my agent and. Um, 
you know, it carried over into the winter meetings and, uh, you know, I, I remember specifically, uh, you know, just how exciting it was, you know, on a day where it's kind of a, you know, a bummer, you're, you're not getting renewed and, and teams say they don't want to, don't want to pay you anymore. And, uh, you all of a sudden go from having a job to not having a job. And then all of a sudden you got a team calling saying, Hey, we, we really want you and, and we're, we're ready to, to bring you on board. It's a, uh, it's kind of a, a good feeling to, to see that, uh, you know, someone else is out there and, and was, was waiting for that opportunity. It's a crazy world, right? Total roller coaster. Cut. Uh, oh my God. How am I going to pay the bills or whatever? Or my life's going to change. And now, okay, here we go. But, but you're, but at the same time, James, it's got to feel good. You're a walking example of whatever happens. I'm going to move through it and I'm going to get to that next stop and I'm going to do something special there. So you're an example for everybody else out there, not just in baseball. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a, like I started talking to you, everything happens for a reason. Uh, We don't always know what those reasons are, but uh, I can guarantee you down the road we'll be able to look back on this offseason and and we'll know exactly why, uh, you know, it happened the way it did. How how does a kid from California end up going to college in Arkansas? (laughs) Uh, That's where God took me. Um, (laughs) Seriously, I, I have... I remember when Arkansas called me when I was a junior, going to be a senior in high school, and I, I mean, it sounds awful, um, but I didn't know my geography in the south. I had no idea where Arkansas was, what states it was nearby. I just knew it was somewhere in the south. That's all I know. And, uh, yeah, and and to then say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come play baseball for you, I didn't know they had, you know, I didn't know anything about the SEC because growing up on the west coast, it's, Back then, it was the Pac-10. Now it's the Pac-12. And um, but I, I went on a recruiting trip there. I looked into the the program, and they average eight to ten thousand fans a game. Um, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Baseball uh, playing the SEC in front of the best fans in, in college baseball. Uh, it's it's a pretty special place to be. Now, Carm does the Bears show every Sunday with perhaps the greatest football player to ever play at Arkansas, the guy who won the Super Bowl for the Bears, Dan Hampton. Uh, can you give Hamp a big suey that he could uh, Carm could play for him tomorrow? That's a, I'll give him a woo pig, baby. <laughs> there it is. That'll work. Hey, uh, James, great to have you in Chicago. We look forward to seeing you on the field. Uh, and let, let's just do one bit of history. The White Sox drafted you in the 31st round, 2008. So it's it's kind of full circle for you in a, in a weird way. But uh, were, you, were you debating at that point not going to college? You're like, no way. Uh, i got to get my education because no, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to make it in the major leagues. You know, at that point, um, I actually had a relationship with a scout that drafted me. Um, he, he's actually passed away since. Is uh, Gary Wood? Okay. Um, and he uh, he he called me when the White Sox drafted me, and, and actually he had, he thought they were going to take me earlier in the draft, um, and and be able to get me the the money that I was asking for to that would make it worth to bypass college. Um, and when I slipped to the thirty first round. He called me and said, hey, go play summer ball, and, and I'll be following you, and I'll be in touch with you. Well, about two weeks before the deadline, he called me and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you, buddy, that it's in your best interest to go to college. And so I actually never even got a financial offer from the White Sox. Um, so it was it was the decision was kind of made for me in that sense, and I'm sure had I had I thought it, um, you know, they, they could have come up with something to, to sign me to go to pro ball. But at that point in, in my life and, and just how everything was going, I – I knew the best route for for James McCann was to go to Arkansas and turn from a, a young boy into a man, and, and then re-enter the draft in three years. So, but if they had made you a significant offer. You probably would have played. You would, you would have gone straight to uh, minor league baseball. 
there there's a definitely a chance you know i i, I was prepared to uh to to uh, you know with with that offer um obviously education is very important but uh baseball is a, a very small window and and at that point in my life i didn't know what what the future would hold and i didn't know what uh you know college would hold and you know for a, a financial commitment um to to bypass college and and try and live out my dream of playing the major leagues uh you know you never know what, what could have happened yeah, yeah the journey's crazy that's uh, you're 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 in chicago now and that's uh, you got to have play college ball you get to play for the tigers pretty awesome and you'll be here for the turnaround that's the most important thing. there are that too uh, i like that plan james great talking to you congrats on being a white Sox. we appreciate you being out with us today Thank you for having me. I look forward to uh, being in Chicago. Absolutely. James McCann, new White Sox catcher on 720 WGN. We do have to take a quick time out. We have some important news for you coming back. All that's straight ahead, 720 WGN. Radio You're listening to White Sox Weekly on the home of the Sox, 720 WGN. Thank you to James McCann for joining the show. That was an enjoyable conversation. Harry, nice, professional, well-put-together, young 28-year-old who should be helping out the White Sox staff this year, hopefully doing some stuff at the plate as well. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think, you get the, I think you've got the right man for the job. And again, Rick Hahn knows what he's doing. He's proved that. I think you got the right man for the job. Uh, you, there's so many talented young pitchers here. They need a guy who has been behind the plate, been behind the dish for other pitchers that have, you know, been on their uh, rise up and, and who's not afraid to say, hey, this is going well, but this isn't. You need to do a little bit more of this, a little less of that. And I thought you had a good point there. Like, look, he can walk into a room, not that he's going to you know, pump out his chest and say, I've caught Justin Verlander or whoever. Max Scherzer. Or I've caught Max Scherzer, whoever. But those guys do look at the resume and know yeah. that he – and so it does, you would think at least – build some inherent trust in, oh, this guy actually has done this on a pretty high level, so I would think he could help me, too. Uh, the White Sox Newborn Club is the perfect gift for the newest member of your family. Package includes a Southpaw onesie and hat, a White Sox bib, which I got Harry for Christmas, and a customized White Sox birth certificate. You can purchase yours today at whitesox.com slash newborn. Speaking of newborns, visit the White Sox pop-up shop at Orland Square Mall now through January 15th, conveniently located next to the Apple Store, Fans can shop stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays and off-season. For more information and promotion schedule, follow the at White Sox store on Instagram. We will give you a Bryce Harper update coming on back here, 720 WGN. So I promised a Bryce Harper update and a stunning trade yesterday with the Cincinnati Reds and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, Puig. Right, Wood. Alex Wood. And then Alex Wood and uh, an infielder by the name of Kyle Farmer, plus money, all going to Cincinnati. And they got back Homer Bailey, who's washed up and can't pitch, who the Dodgers have already released, right. and, and some prospects who are not exactly... Uh, you know, they're highly rated. The number seven prospect in the red system, Jeter Downs, and the number 20, Josiah Gray. So they basically gave up. They just, will you take on all these salaries so we can 
hopefully sign Bryce Harper. And the word on the street is that Harper wants to play with the Dodgers. But the Dodgers also don't want to be over the luxury tax. But I think the update for the White Sox is clearly that they are trailing in the Harper pursuit. And, he, and, and that trade yesterday was a kick in the gut. Yeah, it was. To uh, the gut. But, but, in the gut, to the gut. It, but it's not it's not over. It's not over till it's over. And right. They, and was it over when the Germans stormed the beaches at Pearl Harbor? No, and look, if they don't get him, for me, it's always a win-win. You get him, great. You don't, well, then you still have a ton of money available, and I'm not so certain that... Uh, I'd love to have him. It would be it would be, it'd be awesome. But if they don't get him, it's not going to be the end of the world, at least from my perspective. No, you get Robert, Engel, and uh, Jimenez. And, and all the dough and everything that you can do down the line. Quick time out, 720 WGN.